Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I've worked as a mentor, teacher, and content creator for empaths, intuitives, and entrepreneurs for close to 10 years. With over 2 million views on YouTube, I've spent the last five years specifically teaching empaths how to stop sacrificing their authentic creative desires, include themselves in the equation, and thrive. I believe empaths are the center of creative expression on this planet, and my purpose with this podcast is to spark your psychic desires and connect you to a deeper understanding of your human tech and its pivotal role in creating heaven on earth. We are all psychic, and as we heal our psychic intimacy with ourselves, we heal it with each other and enter into a new golden age, a renaissance. When empaths become sovereign in their creative power, we break the psychic bonds of mimic that have been on this planet for thousands of years and anchor in the infinite potential of humanity's creative urge. I call this the Underground Podcast because I believe this conversation thrives when it's shared by word of mouth. I don't rely on fancy marketing techniques or ads. Instead, I want this podcast to grow organically through people like you sharing it with the people you believe it would resonate with. Because of people like you, my podcast was in the top 10 most followed and most globally shared in 2022. So thank you so much for my first year. I feel so grateful for all of you guys. I know that together we can grow deeper into our human tech, break out of mimic and take back our sovereignty as creators. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's jump in. I haven't talked about Mimic in a minute, and I felt really strongly like today was the day because I've been, for my Ace of Wands series in my YouTube membership, I've been recording content around yet our letting our yes be yes and our no be no knowing the vibration of our yes and our no understanding that we have a will and what we're consciously doing with that will and the things that keep us in that lukewarm stagnant energy it's the those areas where we don't have preference or we're just things are so familiar to us that we stay there simply out of the familiarity of it And something that I've been really tuning into is familiar spirits. And because they're so familiar that we often don't even realize that they're taking up space, that there's stagnant energy that actually needs to be and wants to be shifted out so new can come in. But we've just become attached to them. This is connected to habits in the body. It's connected to habits of thought. It's connected to addiction. It's connected to everything that keeps us stuck, everything that keeps us stuck stagnant. And really at the core of that is our dynamics with people, our dynamic with life. And the dynamics that we have are based upon what we believe. So of course, it always, always comes down. It always comes down to our relationship with life itself, our relationship with the meaning that we're giving life And I've been thinking a lot about desire and preference and will and how those are part of what makes us creators, having a preference, having a will, desiring to create something, moving towards more life. All of this is connected to creativity and where we often get stuck, where our creativity gets stagnant is when we get in mimic. 
Mimic keeps us stagnant. Mimic actually keeps us in the lack matrix and it has this illusion of movement, but it's actually just the same thing being recycled over and over and over again. And I believe that mimic is ultimately attached or connected to suppression of our authentic preference. And I thought about how the entire system is set up to encourage us to deny our preference. Especially when we have this idea that there's not enough and only some can have or that other people are responsible for how we feel. That's one of the biggest lies of the lack matrix is that the external has to tell us how to feel, that we don't have any control of that from the from the inside. And so we tend to deny our preference and hide our preference out of a cultural norm that we've somehow adopted to believe that that's a noble thing to do or to lie is to avoid hurting somebody is the best thing to do. And without getting into the ethical side of this things that this thing that humans do, I want to just talk about how it is a party to keeping us in mimic. And again, all that suppressed authentic preference goes somewhere that energy that's that that I, it feels to me on the grid that there's this huge amount of energy that wants to move out of our grid and it's moving as we release our attachment to these familiar spirits and remember spirits coming from this idea that the the dynamics of life the dynamic we have with things the essence of it and that there are dynamics we have with people and things that are connected to something that just simply feels familiar, but it actually is not connected to our authentic preference. And giving ourselves permission to have a preference is one of the most important things that we can do because it wakes us up from this slumber or this suppressed energy, stagnant energy that we can often be in when we have spent decades suppressing our authentic preference, essentially being in a lie. It is a vibrational state of a lie. And then it's held in by this belief that we're somehow doing a good or noble thing by denying how we authentically feel or what we authentically prefer. This whole thing is really held together, I think, ultimately by the belief in lack, but in particular, the nuance of this belief that keeps us here is this idea that we have this collective belief that things can't change or that they're stagnant, that that things are just how they are and nothing, it can't actually get better, it can't improve. This is This is a deeply held belief that we have that is connected to the familiar spirit. It's connected to the addiction. It's connected to that, that stagnant energy that keeps us. It's that lukewarm energy that keeps us out of our yes or our no. And it's where we're indecisive often. It's where we have sluggish energy often. It's often where we've been, we, it, we've, it's a survival mechanism because of deep trauma. So there's, there's all these reasons why we do this. And it's important that we don't make it wrong, but that we simply see that it's not serving us and that not having a preference, not having a strong yes and a strong no is actually what's keeping us in this energy of mimic 
and addiction. And I thought about this deep cultural thing that we have, especially among people who are attached to being good or an empath or or a healer or a good person or whatever that is. Often we have this belief that we're ultimately responsible for how other people feel or that we have to, that by, we have to put others before us. And I think that although there's times that the situation calls for that and it is the thing to do, overall, I think our preference, it's something that I've been talking a lot about in the Ace of Wands course on my YouTube membership, is that our preference actually keeps us safe. Our preference is how we pivot out of being in dynamics and in situations that that we actually just don't want. And it, when we allow ourselves to pivot out, we start to challenge the belief that we have to stay where we're miserable or that nothing can ever change or that. And it's so funny that we have that belief when we're stuck in those patterns because every single thing about life reveals and reflects to us that things change, that we're in a constant state of change. So of course, it makes logical sense that for the thriving of of our bodies that we get comfortable with change and we get comfortable with with unfamiliar things that we get comfortable with growing and learning and I feel like when it comes to preference this is huge because if we let go of the victim aggressor savior paradigm and we let go of this idea this attachment to having to be good and we don't put a qualifier on our preference like our preference is right or wrong good or bad And obviously, I'm not talking about preferences that hurt others or things like that. But I'm just talking about simple things. I I find it fascinating how many empaths in particular have a very difficult time reaching their urge because they just don't even know what they prefer. And that's where I was when Rachel Jensen and I did our Gen Magic course and we introduced the concept of urge, which is something that Rachel had been working on. I felt like she had a lot, she brought a lot to the table when it came to urge in terms of getting primal and um, just connecting to our instincts. You know, we often put emotion or our, sorry, our intuition. So we put so much emphasis on that, but instincts, our primal instincts in particular, being connected to our urge. And I realized that I couldn't get to my urge because I didn't even know what my preference was because my preference had been so buried under these cultural ideas I had and just things from trauma dynamics where I believed that I wasn't allowed to have a preference or that my preference was wrong or bad and preference even just in the moment even sometimes something as simple as preferring this drink over that drink and I and I know a lot of you can relate to this because a lot of times indecisiveness in general you could be a person that's maybe very decisive in in many areas of your life but you have one particular area that you are indecisive or there's stagnant energy or that there's ambivalence you're lukewarm and I always think of that verse I've been talking about it in the ace of wands because we're working with fire but that verse in revelations where it talks about you're lukewarm you're neither they're hot or cold and I want to spit you out of my mouth. And there's something about that when it comes to will. If we're not anchoring in our will, our yes and our no, then we are not we are not actually we don't have a we're not actually holding down any sort of energy for life going one way or another. And it's kind of like having a dance partner that is like spaghetti that has no resistance. When you when you are dancing with someone, especially like um, salsa, think of salsa dancing or anything like tango. 
that energy of especially tango where the, there's a resistance to it, but there's also a following and a leading, but there's preference and there's desire. It's, it's all there and there's tension, but it's coming from the, the energy of it is coming from wanting that's wanting that being a yes to that being a yes to that moment, being a yes to that dance, being a yes to that experience. And that's something that often I think our, our fire for life, our urge to create can get squelched when we are deeply in these victim, aggressor, savior, psyops programs that are going on, which activates fear, guilt, and shame. And it activates these, specifically when the victim, aggressor, savior paradigm is activated in this way, when we're in this strong war energy and we're trying to decide who's the enemy, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. This is often the times when our our preference and our authentic truth gets squelched, especially if there's a huge... um, the mob mentality coming online and people, we get afraid to say certain things because we don't want it to be misunderstood and we don't want to be categorized as this or that because then we'll be socially um, executed essentially. And so there's, there's a lot of obviously biological stuff that's connected to survival, that's connected to our human story. But deep on a deep level, it's, it is connected to the war paradigm and it's connected to the way the war paradigm pits us in these this victim-aggressor-savior narrative. And then we're constantly telling that narrative. So what, what happens when we get out of the familiarity of that is we are led by urge, we're led by preference. We're led by our will. Even if our will is for God's will or for the highest good of all, but it, when, it, when it comes from our authentic preference, there's power to it. And when we say things just because we're trying to be good or we're trying not to offend or any of those reasons, whatever reason we do what we do, it could be coming from the greatest intentions. If it's not in our authentic will, it's not the truth. And if it's not the truth, it doesn't hold the same sort of power. And that's why people who are in their will, whether you agree with it or not, can have more dominance, more influence, and more power in a situation than a hundred people who are lukewarm. So that is what I feel like when it comes to this idea of familiar spirits, which is what I wanted to talk about, is just how familiar spirits and are set up in our narrative to keep us in mimic. And really, I mean, mimic is actually the the main point for this podcast because mimic is what I feel like the artist is getting triggered, what the artist triggers people out of. The artist wakes people up from mimic. And the artist also gets woken up through that authentic truth, that authentic expression. So there's a, I feel like there's a powerful awakening that's happening and it's happening all over in every grid. And in particular, the one that I feel I have a pulse on is this social media grid and people who are using social media, whether you have a huge following or not, but if you're putting yourself out there in any sort of a way and you're sharing anything, what kind of vibration, what kind of spirit are you evoking? What, what spirit is it in? Because so much of what's on there and out there is coming from mimic, especially as things heat up and as it becomes 
more taboo to speak your truth as it has, it'll become more and more and more taboo to be in your authentic yes or your authentic no. And it is also becoming more and more desirable for that. So the more people that are, the more power that it generates. And it starts to dissolve the illusion that we attempt to create when we're in the this or that thing, which is that you can't be happy, you can't be successful, you can't be these things if you believe X, Y, Z. And so what we try to do is suppress any evidence of that, of the contrary. And that's why we start to believe really strongly that it's only one way because we get into, we get into echo chambers. We get into just the mimic program. We get into the same spaces. We, we, we don't want anything to make us feel uncomfortable or to stir up. Remember, we're getting out of the familiar spirit of mimic. And so it's a different kind of a spirit. And if we're not awake to what are we urging for? What kind of spirit are we evoking in our lives? What spirit do we want in our lives? What kind of spirits do we want or spirit do we want to commune with and interact with and create with? Because we're creating at all times. In every situation, everything is relational. Every single thing in this reality is relational. It's all about our relationship to things. And so when we start to have a relationship with the spirit of life, when we start to have a relationship with the spirit of abundance, with the spirit of peace, with the spirit of kindness, with the spirit of respect, with the spirit of joy, we evoke that spirit in our reality and we attract that spirit in our reality and we make that spirit in our reality more powerful and vice versa when we are constantly interacting with the spirit of sorrow, the spirit of pain, the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of war, the spirit of competition. Again, none of these are wrong. I, I, I teach this in the Ace of Wands series is that that's not wrong. These, there's nothing about these spirits. You can think of spirits as similar to emotions because emotions that are, that are powerfully animated through our focus become their own spirit. I believe that emotions have a spirit to them. So none of them are wrong or right. And in different situations, call for different things. And as long as we're in our authentic truth, we're not suppressing the truth. We are actually expressing the spirit. And that, I believe, is really what helps the flow of energy. The spirits are meant to be interpreted. And emotions are meant to be interpreted. They're meant to be felt because they're data. And it is connected to story, but the person feeling the emotion, you, the person actually experiencing the data and translating the data also has a will. And you get to choose how we get to choose how we relate to these spirits and what kind of dynamics we have with them. And it's interesting because Ace of Wands really is all about our will and being in our will. And I feel like I've been wanting to record a podcast for a while and I just haven't. There's so many topics that I'm invested in right now in my YouTube membership and but this is the one that I just felt I feel wants to come through so powerfully is for creators, for people that are sharing themselves in any way, shape or form, especially online because it travels so quickly is what kind of spirit do you want to evoke? And if you pay attention, especially if you can, if you're discerning about spirits, pay attention to the spirit of the internet. There's the overall spirit. And then there's so many different algorithms and echo chambers that have their own spirits. So you can shift your spirit or shift the relationship you have, the spirit you're interacting with 
to shift the entire experience you have even online. And obviously we know this through algorithms, but, and through our choices of what we click on and what we comment on and what we, what we like, but also our resonance and how we're showing up. That is the underserved part of what's happening here is that there's a collective urge for an upgrade. There's a collective urge for, for, um, um, an alchemy, like an al, what's the word I'm looking for, for a uh, transmutation of the energy. It's needing to be transmuted. There's an, there's an urge for that upgrade of who we are when we feel safe and when we're respectful of each other and when there's enough. And there's so much coming to the surface to be felt, all these emotions, all these spirits that have been trapped, that have been suppressed. Now remember the energy of mimic holds us back. It's suppressed energy. It's, it's mimic is held together through suppression. So when we start breaking out of mimic, when we start choosing anomaly and breaking out of mimic, we break out of suppression. So all of these emotions that have been suppressed come to the surface and guess who feels them? People who can feel, people who feel deeply, who are part of translating the story. That's part of our gift. That's part of what we do. That's why we've been behind the scenes, I think, since 2020, at least in my grid. I feel like I've been behind the scenes translating a lot of what like was massively triggered on the grid. And it's so interesting for me. I've said this before, but 2020 is the year that Anomaly came through big time and that Rachel and Jensen and I did Gen Magic together. We taught Anomaly. We brought the concept of urge through about freeing. The whole concept of Gen Magic was about freeing our inner creative genius from lack, freeing it from mimic, freeing it from the program of that being enslaved to the one who's rubbing our lamp, so to speak, but allowing our creative will to be free, that we actually we actually have the ability to have a preference with the spirits that we're interacting with and we get to cho- we get to choose the meaning we give the experience as well so the idea here is to get very neutral about all the spirits because there's so many different spirits that are being um released from submission right now and none of them are right or wrong good or bad it's all fuel all of its fuel. What matters is how those spirits are directed because humans and our consciousness direct them. And most humans have forgotten that they have a will, that they have a creative preference at all, that they have a creative vote. And so we have, we've been, when we, when we believe that at a core level, we get stuck into the war paradigm because we believe we have to force in order to get what we want, or we have to manipulate or control or shut down. And it becomes entirely about the other and trying to control the external reality. That's the victim aggressor savior paradigm. That's the war paradigm. That's the sacrifice paradigm. It's all of those dynamics that we fuel when we believe there's not enough. So we're talking about a transmutation that happens on such a core level of our being that we are interacting with our bodies, with life, with our art, from a belief that there's enough. So we get out of mimic because we only have to, we would only have to do that and sacrifice if there wasn't enough. And this not having a preference or not feeling like we're allowed to have a preference or preference getting suppressed is weirdly deeply held in through the fear, guilt, and shame, the manipulation of fear, guilt, and shame that we do in the lack matrix. Because anything that we love 
and that we give our focus to, anything that we especially give our focus to, we fuel. So if we allow people to have preference and just pivot towards their preference, then they stop fueling the things that we need them to fuel if we have to have other people fuel our reality in order for our reality to exist. And that's only the case if we believe we have no power. So this is where the alchemy is taking place because there are strong principalities that actually do, that's their core belief is that there isn't enough and that, that, that in order for your rea- you to exist and your reality to exist, you have to be fueled by some the emotions of others, the, the true life force of others in order for you to exist. And I'm talking that is how the entire lack matrix works, including the personalities that we create when we're in lack that's connected to the ego. And there's, it's not wrong or bad. And what we do when we are in the war paradigm is we go to war with it. We go to war with anything that we don't like, including emotions we, we don't like, including feelings that we don't like, including reflections that we don't like. But we keep, when we're in that, in that delusion of separation and that delusion of that there's not enough, we, we essentially are going to war with ourselves. That's why I call it the extinction program. And mimic holds it together. Remember, mimic gives the illusion of movement, but it's just recycled energy over and over into the same, the same thing. And meanwhile, this, all this suppressed emotion, the things that aren't allowed eventually come up and it shifts the tables. It, it shifts the, the game. And that's what's happening right now. There's been things that have been suppressed for too long that have come to the surface. They've been coming for a long, long time, but 2020 really popped it globally. So it allowed for this massive release. Thank God, by the way, it needed to happen how it happened, even though it, it, it was a big shock for a lot of people, but there is so much that is getting released and has been released and has been revealed because of that. And people are finding their bearings. We're finding even a psychic collective psychic bearing. I think the grid and healers are like people who know they're holding that, that they're here to, to allow their preference for heaven on earth so that heaven on earth can be built, which means allowing the preference for pleasure the preference for peace, the preference for deep fulfillment, the, 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 the preference for art, the preference for connection, the preference for relaxation in the body to new levels, just all of it, everything we prefer. I think there's a collective growing preference to see humanity at its next level, to see the arc of the human story. And we're going to see it. Humanity never fails to completely outdo itself when a not when an anomaly finally happens it's one of those things that everybody thought was impossible but as soon as someone does it then we believe we can do it and that's we're at one of those times we're at that kind of a precipice and i believe all over people are doing these sort of anomalies and particularly the pulse that i have on the pulse that my finger is on my 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 spiritual finger so to speak is on the the artist it's on the creators the communicators the poets the healers it, and and there's such a deep level of preference that is required for you to stabilize into your next level of beingness into that next level of heaven on earth where your roots have gone down into trust that there's enough that you're enough that we're enough that we are loved that the final sacrifice has already been made. That we there literally is no need for a sacrifice even anymore. Even in our collective human story, the sacrifice has already been made. We already have, uh, we've taken that story as far as it can go. So there is a point at which we arc, 
and we we become something different. Who are you when you when your needs are met? Who are you when you know you love you're loved? Who are you when you know there's enough? That when you truly know, ask and you shall receive. This is a diff- a whole different level that we're learning to anchor in right now, and I feel like there's a lot of us that have been learning and and tapping into our preference since 2020 and maybe a lot has come up that especially what I'm what I feel like I've tracked in my grid and in the clients that I've worked with is this fear guilt and shame module that has been triggered is wherever you feel these pockets of fear guilt and shame it's it's where your psychic energy has is participating in the collective story of lack whatever your narrative is around it and the more you dissolve that narrative and just step into the anomaly of that, the opposite of that, there is enough, I am enough, this is infinite. The the more that we step into that, the more that narrative just dissolves and changes and we release our power in that space. So we, we, we loosen the grip of its power on us. We loosen it entirely. So we free up all of this energy for new to come. And that's why it's so important to anchor down with clarity what our yes is. So anyway, I wanted to share this. I feel like it's as, as lately my thoughts have been all over the place, but I know there's so many of you who are on this same exact thread and that are having the same conversation. So I just wanted to share my piece of it. If you're interested in diving deeper into this, this is what the Ace of Wands series is all about. There's three spells to it. First one is anchoring in our no, knowing what our no is and allowing that to release everything, banish the things in our reality, including this familiar spirits that are a strong part of our no. And it's okay to get into the, the, the fierceness of it. Um, that's spell one, which is binding. Spell two is, or sorry, banishing. Spell two is binding. It's binding our yes to us. What is the vibration of our yes? Our heaven on earth yes. Our soul yes. Our true desire. And this is where preference comes in. This is where familiar spirits have to be dissolved. This is where all the stuff that I just talked about is. And then finally, spell three is about evoking the spirit of our heaven on earth. It's And that is really about allowing ourselves to interact with the spirit of of our yes, the spirit of yes, the spirit of the arc of our story and our, our individual one, which I believe is, includes an upgrade of our body, an upgrade of our relationship with our body, an upgrade of our relationship with others, an upgrade of our relationship with our craft. And that changes our relationship with the planet as a whole, because it, we're changing the whole vibration from lack to abundance. That's where the transmutation is taking place. And I love what's going on in the Ace of Wands series. I this is part of my YouTube membership. It's the high the highest tier. It's called the Craft of the Empath. Um, and we're we're kind of working on spell two right now. I've decided to slow it down and do integration between each spell because it's so powerful. But if you want to join, you can join now. The information, all the material for the Ace of Wands series will be up for a month after we're done. So it's gonna be up for like two and a half more months. Um, so yeah, and then it'll be, it'll be taken off the membership just so you know, after that. So anyway, if you want to join, if you want to join us in the YouTube membership, I would love to have you. There's a link in the show notes and I hope you guys are doing well. Much love. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to dive deeper into your psychic creativity, check out my King of Wands workshop available on Thinkific. 
This audio course will help you dissolve your shadow contracts with the Lack Matrix, tap into your deepest psychic preference, learn how to give and revoke psychic permission, and unapologetically pivot your psychic energy out of lack and into abundance. This course is specifically designed to help you free your creative energy from lack. If you're interested in my YouTube content, classes, or any other ways to connect with me, check out the membership options and other links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.